Hello and welcome to the sermon podcast of Landmark Baptist Church, New Hampshire. I pray that this message will be a blessing to you today. The leper who gave the only thanks in Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. I have a couple of the verses up here. It's not the whole passage, of course, but Luke chapter 17 Let's start in verse 11. It says, And it came to pass as he, and that he is speaking of Jesus, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Evidently, he was coming from the north region and coming down to Jerusalem. And to get to Jerusalem, you have to pass Galilee and Samaria. And so he's coming, he's heading toward Jerusalem, but he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there was a, a town there and And listen, uh, Jesus being God, God the Son, knew who would be there. Just like uh, when he had to pass through Samaria as he was heading, I believe, up to Galilee, he stopped and he stopped by the well and saw the Samaritan woman, right? He had a, there was an appointment there that he had to make. Just like that, there's an appointment here he has to make. He entered into a certain village and there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show thyselves, yourselves, unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan, indicating perhaps the distinction between him and some of the others who were probably Jewish. And so this one whom the Jews didn't get along with very well and they didn't get along with the Jews, the Samaritans, was the only one that turned back. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger, meaning a stranger to the people of God, Israel. And he said unto him, Jesus said unto the man, arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. The leper gave the only thanks. As Jesus was heading to Jerusalem, we read, he entered into a village where he found 10 lepers who were social distancing. Amen? And they had a good reason to. Leprosy was a nasty, infectious skin disease that didn't go away very easily. And therefore, those that had it were required to stay away from other people. And they had certain places they had to to live or be. And the good news, I guess, here is if you have leprosy, well, you can hang out with another person with leprosy, right? And so at least you have some company. And in this case, perhaps this Samaritan and maybe there are some other Jews, but the fact that they all had leprosy kind of washed away some of that discrimination, and uh, they were able to uh, be together. And so uh, we had these 10 who were off in a distance, and, and they should have been. So from afar, because they couldn't come near, they yelled to Jesus to have mercy on them, and in and, and, and their way of saying, uh, show some compassion and, and do something. Evidently, they knew who he was as they called him Jesus, Master. Jesus gave them some instructions, and as they went, the Bible tells us they were healed. Just a quick note about leprosy. Leprosy is often used in the Bible as an illustration of sin. In fact, the Jews some, often thought that someone with leprosy maybe was falling under God's judgment or condemnation in order for them to have it. So it was associated with sin. As it was a disease that essentially overtook a person. Can I say this morning that sin is the same way? 
Sin will overtake you. In fact, the Bible says uh, we're all born with sin, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and it will overtake you. As leprosy separated a person from others, so sin separates us from a holy God. And we notice they didn't approach the Son of God who's holy and perfect and clean because they couldn't. And with our sin, we can't approach a holy God by ourselves or with our own uh, good works or with our own righteousness or with our, with our religion. We can't approach a holy God. There, there's, a, there's a chasm between us. The Bible says we've all come short of the glory of God. That means uh, when you stand God next to us, perfect and holy and righteous, uh, any, any good we may even have falls very short of God. And the Bible says because of that, we're, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's separation from God forever in hell. And we're separated because of that sin, just like with someone with leprosy is separated from others. As leprosy isn't pretty and leads to a life of despair, sin is ugly and leads to death and hell away from God. You don't want to mess with sin, you don't win with sin. Sin always brings death, always brings destruction. May seem okay at first, but it leads to despair. But praise God, like we're going to see in this story, Jesus is the answer to sin's problem. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth 2,000 years ago. He died on a cross in your place and in my place for our sin. He was buried, the Bible tells us, in a tomb, and he rose three days later, conquering sin and death. And he can save us from sin's penalty, just like he can heal and save someone from leprosy. You must only look to Jesus Acknowledge your sin problem and call out to him like they called unto Jesus from afar. We can call out to him anywhere and say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that that sin will send me to hell. And I know I can't do anything uh, with it of my own. And so I call out to you, have mercy on me, have compassion on me, save me. And the Bible says if we will do that, we'll have everlasting life. He'll save us. He'll forgive us. He'll cleanse us. He'll make us a new creature. And aren't you thankful for that this morning? Amen. And many of you, you've experienced that. You know that. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so as we look at this leper and we see this situation, that's kind of what we see here. Separated. No doubt desperate. Perhaps just waiting for someone to come by that can help them. And praise the Lord, it was Jesus. And by the way, that wasn't coincidence. That didn't just happen. Jesus knew what he was doing. He went to that certain village. And just like often, the, uh, uh, in perhaps some of your testimonies where, well, listen, the Lord is working on your heart. He was convicting you. He was drawing you. Uh, he put the right people in front of you. And, and uh, he worked in your heart because he loves you and he wants to see you saved. And in this case, we see this divine appointment as Jesus came, and they called out to him, as we call out to him, and they were saved. As we look at this leper, this one who was the only one to give thanks to Jesus for what he did, we learned some things from this small group of ten. And let me just give you some, some, uh, some thoughts and some principles from this small group of ten before we look at the gratitude of the leper. First of all, we see everyone has similar needs. doesn't matter whether they were Jew or Gentile or Samaritan. We all have the same need. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. And after we're saved, each one of us still have normal needs that we deal with on a, a, a daily basis that only Jesus can help with. 
Everyone has similar needs. As you look around this morning in the auditorium, you see different people look, looking different, coming from different places, having different jobs, different kinds of families, uh, but we all have similar needs. That one core need is we're all sinners in need of a Savior. And as we're saved and have Christ, we still have needs daily, financial needs and, and, uh, and, and uh, physical needs and relationship needs and things we're going through that we need the grace of God to help us and to strengthen us in. We all have needs, and you may say, well, that person has it all together, and that person has it all together, but we all have struggles, and we're all dealing with things, and we're all sinners still in need of the Savior, even after salvation. We don't need him for salvation again, but we need him for help and strength day by day as he is our Savior. Everyone has similar needs, and I'm thankful we can bring those needs to God. In fact, in Hebrews 4, at the end of the chapter, it tells us that we can go to the throne of grace and find grace to help in time of need. And if you're in some kind of need this morning, know we have a Jesus who knows that we have needs, who knows how frail we are, who knows we're in the need, that we need a Savior and we, we need our God Master and our Shepherd to lead us, who knows that we can go to Him anytime and get help with those needs. Everyone has similar needs, but we also notice Jesus is willing to respond to all those who call out to Him. I'm sure they were thankful that Jesus heard their cry from afar. They couldn't get close, but they could cry from afar. And I'm thankful that he hears our cries. Say, man, I'm just calling out to him. I don't know if he hears me. Know that he hears you. Just because you don't see him doing something does not mean he's not doing something. Amen? Just like, just like when Jesus was in the boat sleeping and his disciples said, don't you care that we perish? Can't you see what's going on? Don't you hear the, the storm? Aren't you getting wet? What's going on? And Jesus said, come on, you have little faith. He stood up and he calmed the storm and it was all good. He knows what's going on. Jesus is willing to respond to all those that call it. Maybe you have a struggle. Maybe you need the Lord and you just haven't called out to him. You have not because you ask not. Maybe you just need to ask God. You say, man, I've just been grappling with this decision or, or dealing with this problem, but you haven't really brought it to God sincerely yet. Maybe you just need to bring it to the Lord. Listen, Jesus is willing to respond to all those who call to him. He hears the cry of the humble and needy who call out to him, whether that's for salvation or for strength. And can I say, if there was, if there was some proud leper there, and, and I doubt that was the case at all, but there are some proud lepers that I don't need any help. I'm just doing, I'm doing just fine. All deformed and skin all having issues and raised bumps all over him. And then he, he wouldn't have called out for help. He, they had to be humble. And, and with leprosy, no doubt that was a humbling disease. And with sin, that ought to be a humbling thing for us. Realizing that we're sinners lost without God. There's many people who think, no, I can... I'm a good person, I can get to heaven, or I'm, I'm righteous enough, or I, I do this at church, or I give this much money, or I do that, and they think that's going to, no, you, you need to come to a place humbly before God to realize he's the only hope. And uh, as a Christian as well, as we're seeking the Lord for help and direction and strength, we need to come to a place of dependence on him and humility to realize we can't do it, but he can and, and you ever realize, Christian, when you get to the point to realize, well, I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I can't do it, then now's the time I need, to, I need to go see God? You ever come to that place and then you realize, I wish I would have done this five days ago. I wish I would have done this a week ago, a year ago. Oh, listen, come to the place humble and contrite before God where you need him, whether that's to be saved from your sin and have eternal life in heaven or whether as a Christian for strength and grace and wisdom for something you can't do. 
Jesus said in John 15, without me, ye can do nothing. Oh, listen, what's, what's that thing you haven't brought to him yet? Jesus is willing to respond to all those who call out to him. We also notice in this passage that Jesus requires obedience. You see, what did he do? He sent them to the priest, which was required by their law to be inspected after they were healed or after the leprosy was gone. Right? They had to go to the priest to, to uh, be able to see if, if, in your, if you go to Leviticus, you read all about that and say, well, you got to check this and check this hair and this, this skin and that. And they begin to see, what, what, you know, are they healed? And then they can be declared healed or not. And, and so he said, go to the priest. Right? He's, and Jesus, uh, Jesus obeyed the law and fulfilled it. And uh, he told them, this, this is what you're supposed to do, so go. And they had to obey him. And so as they went by faith, they were healed. Right? Notice they weren't healed before they went. They were healed as they went. Can I just interject here as Christians? Listen, if God says it, believe it and obey it. Just trust him. You say, but I haven't seen the result of it yet. I haven't seen the fruit of it yet. Don't worry about it. Uh, you may not see that until you obey and you go. You may not see that until you just follow what he says, follow his instructions, by faith believe it, and see what he can do in your life. But as they went by faith, they were healed. Faith and obedience are still crucial today for those who will be in the will of God. Faith and obedience are still crucial today if you want to be in the will of God. If you say, man, I think this is the will of God, but his word contradicts it, then it's not the will of God. Well, this is, the, this is the will of God, and you go ahead without his leading, you're going to find yourself in a tricky situation. But listen, if you believe God and obey what he said, you'll find the will of God, and you'll find what you need in this life. But we also notice something else. Not only everyone has similar needs, and, and of course sins are a big a problem that we need salvation from and help with day by day, but Jesus is re- willing to respond to all those that call out to him, Jesus requires obedience as we trust and obey. But also we notice in this that not all people are thankful people. Not all people are thankful people. I'm sure you figured that out if you've been on this earth any length of time. Amen? Not all people are thankful people. Unfortunately, unfortunately the majority here of the ten just kept going after they were helped and healed. Only one turned back to give thanks. Sadly, there are still ungrateful people today who don't give, but rather take. And even when it comes to the Lord, put off thanking God. Or think by their own hand, they did this or they did that. Oh, listen, we don't want to be in the number of unthankful people. And as we come to this time, even this month, and as we look toward the holiday of Thanksgiving and perhaps reminded that we need to be grateful. And I know perhaps you've been through a lot this last year and a half, two years, whatever. You've been, maybe you've been through a lot this past week. There's something there you can be thankful for. Uh, your own salvation's a good start if you've been saved and forgiven and have a home, a home in heaven and the Holy Spirit of God within you. You can be thankful if you have the Bible, which we do in our generation, preserved from generation to generation. We can be thankful that we have the word of God. We can be thankful for his grace and help and strength day by day. There's many things we can be thankful, and we ought to thank God every opportunity. Listen, don't wait to thank God. If God answers your prayer, thank him right away. If you see God intervene in a situation, maybe you didn't even 
breathe out that prayer, but you see God answering it, just thank him. Praise him. Any opportunity, you have an opportunity to sing a song that gives glory to him, then sing that song and praise him. Be thankful. Be careful of saying, I did this, and always include by the grace or hand of God. It's God. It's God. Not all people are thankful people. Let us be thankful people, especially if the Lord's our Savior. But we also notice that some people will show gratitude. Some people will show gratitude like this lone, healed leper. I want to consider some things, just for a few moments, some things about gratitude as seen in this man, this leper. First of all, gratitude shows in praise to the Lord. Gratitude shows in praise to the Lord. And that's so true, isn't it? Man, when I, when I see God answer a prayer or, or God intervenes in some way or he helps me to do something or he provides a, for a need, man, my first inclination is I want to praise him. I want to not just thank him, but lift up my voice to him. When you are thankful, you want the person to whom you are thankful aware of it, don't you? Someone does something for you, most of us, and again, not all people are grateful people. Not all people are thankful people, but if someone does something for me or gives me something, my first response needs to be thank you. I appreciate that. That was a blessing. That was an encouragement. That was a help to me. Gratitude shows in praise. You feel that that person, maybe who did something for you, who helped you, who blessed you, deserves the praise for what was done in your life. That's what this leper did. Jesus had healed him, and he knew the Lord deserved praise. We notice it was loud praise, right? It says in verse number 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. It was a loud praise. What does that mean? He was unashamed. But praise the Lord if God has done something for you. Don't be ashamed. Be unashamed. Say it with a loud voice. Man, God's been really good to me. Yeah. Hey, so, so you ended up, that ended up happening to you? Man, you were going through a struggle, but then that happened? Yeah, it was, it was the Lord. <laughs> it was God. Yes, thank you. Now, listen, this is loud. Thank you, Lord. He called out. Listen, we call out to God loud enough. Well, we praise him loud enough. Amen? Amen. We call, God, why are you doing this? I need help. And then he helps us. And then, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, listen, it was loud praise. It was unashamed. May we not be ashamed of what God does for us. Man, listen, if it was just salvation and that's all God blessed us with, that's enough to loudly praise God for the rest of your life and to all eternity. But he's done so much more, of course. Not more in, in value of that, but more in our life and quantity. It was loud praise, but it was also humble praise. What do I mean by that? It says, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And there was a humility. It wasn't. He recognized that it was by God's mercy and grace that this happened. He understood that it wasn't anything he did. All he did was just obey and trust God. That's all we're responsible for, just obey and trust God, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I'm going to make that a song one day. No, I'm just kidding. We know that is a song. But nonetheless, he just, he just trusted God. I didn't do anything, but God did. It was a humble praise. Right, when we go to God, God, I thank you that you gave me such amazing strength and power to conquer here. Now, it's not God. I'm thankful that you, get, you made me so smart that I could 
figure this out, but God, I'm thankful for your strength and your wisdom and your help. Looking down and at his feet, thanking him humbly that it, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for his strength, if it wasn't for his wisdom, if it wasn't for his grace, this wouldn't have happened. It was loud praise. It was a humble praise. Of course, it was thankful praise. Praise is that expression of that gratitude, and it was certainly praise that was uh, prodded on by his thankful spirit. He gave him thanks, it says, fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. When you have a grateful heart, it will show an unashamed, humble, and thankful praise. What you feel on the outside will be revealed on the, what you feel on the inside will be revealed on the outside. Don't be afraid to praise the Lord, Christian. Don't be ashamed to sing out to the Lord. Don't be too proud to give God the glory and honor and thanks he deserves. Listen, don't, don't feel like you always have to take the credit. If you're a Christian, listen, just give credit to the Lord. That's where it belongs. That's where it belongs. Psalm 106 verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The Psalms are filled with, of course, praises to God. But in Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. We bless his name by giving it uh, worthy and, 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 and um, deserved praise and glory and singing unto him and thanking him and witnessing of him. We bless his name by living for him so others know that we serve such a great God. Gratitude shows in praise to the Lord. But secondly, we notice gratitude shows in closeness to Jesus. Gratitude shows in closeness to Jesus. This leper turned back and went to Jesus. He went to thank and praise him, but I'm sure he also wanted to be near this compassionate, powerful God and master who helped him. When we ponder what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, in saving us, and, and also when we consider what he daily does for us, we will be grateful. And when we're grateful, we'll want to be near him. Listen, if I'm thankful and grateful for something someone does, listen, I want to be near them. I want to communicate with them. And of course, our God and Savior for all that he's done for us will want to be near him. And we're near him as we pray, as we seek his word, as we obey his truth, we draw closer to him and he to us. In that sense, while the other lepers were either going to the priest or going to their family to show them what had happened, this lone leper was at the feet of Jesus. And I say thankfulness is connected to closeness. Thankfulness is connected to closeness. If you're grateful for what God has done, you want to be with him. You want to know him. Uh, listen, there's people, yes, man, yeah, all that God's done for me, I'm thankful he saved me and this or that, but there's, there's a disconnect from walking with God. There's a question mark there. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect from walking with God. If, listen, if I'm grateful for all that he's done, I, I want to be near him. I want to know him better. I want to draw close. I want to stay connected to him. I don't know what this leper was, was, was sensing, but he, he wanted to be near him. Colossians 2, 6 through 7 instructs believers, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Right? That's a natural 
progression. You receive Christ as your Savior. You walk in him. You draw close to him. You follow his leading. You're yoked up with him, and you learn from him. And you allow his spirit to work in you, that which would glorify God the most. And rooted, it says, and built up in him, right? You become stronger, established in the faith as you have been taught. And then it says, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And that's natural, that closeness with Christ and that thanksgiving abounding unto Christ. Someone who's walking close to Christ will be a grateful Christian. Someone who is not walking in Christ, is not walking close to the Lord, is not spending time with Him, will generally yield to the flesh more than the Spirit and find them ungrateful, maybe blaming God. Listen, you can't blame God if you really know God. Uh, and listen, I know there's a lot of things unfair that happen in our lives. There's a lot of things God does I don't understand. There's a lot of things that happen in my life, perhaps, or have happened that I say, why did you do that? Of course, I may never know, and that's okay. But why would you do that? But for me to blame God or to be ungrateful to him, that's hard, hard to imagine if you draw close to him and you know him. There'll be a gratefulness to God. There'll be a thanksgiving spirit. Gratitude shows in closeness to Jesus. Gratitude will draw you closer to know him better. Thirdly, we also see gratitude shows in trust of God. Gratitude shows in trust of God or just in faith, believing God. We notice in verse number 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed, but what about the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger, except this, this stranger, this person. And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. His gratitude was connected to not only his closeness to him, but also to his faith. This man's faith was evident to Jesus. Of course, Jesus knew his heart. He came back and he gave thanks and praise, and he was at the feet of Jesus, close to the one who healed him. While he went to Jesus, the others didn't. Why? Evidently, this man really believed that this was Jesus and was a miracle of his. He didn't think it was coincidence or luck. And I don't, we don't know what the other nine thought or where their minds were at or where their heart was at. There was not much said except this story in this one gospel about these ten lepers. But we do know this man came back and this man praised God and this man wanted to be close to Jesus and this man gave thanks and Jesus said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. His faith was connected with his gratitude. He went back because he knew what the cause of the healing was. Gratitude to, toward the Lord shows when we believe that it is Jesus who saved us, who changed us, and who gives us hope. You cannot be thankful to Jesus without trusting him. And you cannot trust him without being thankful to him. Let me say it again. Just think about it. You cannot... Be thankful to Jesus without trusting him. And you cannot trust him without being thankful to him. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Gratitude shows in trust of God. And we know that the only way to be saved and cleansed of sin is faith in Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, 
And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith is required. Faith is necessary to be forgiven and cleansed of your sin and made right with God, justified, and on your way to heaven. And also as a Christian, the Bible tells us over and over again that just shall live by faith. It's by faith we live in our theme for this year. Faith is the victory. It's through faith, through believing what God said, through trusting God day by day, that we see victory in our lives over the flesh, over the world, over the devil. Faith is necessary to trust what God said and to trust who God is. Right? If we know the character and power and strength of God, we can trust him. If we know his faithfulness and we've seen his faithfulness, we can trust him. If we believe this is his word, we can trust him and trust what he says is right. Even if we don't immediately see it, even if we're just maybe along the way, like the lepers were, heading in the right direction, we can trust that what God says is right, what God says is true. And as we do, we thank him. As we do, we're grateful to him. As we do, we praise him. And when he does move and work in our lives, when we do see that answered prayer, when we do see the word of God fulfilled in our life and bear fruit, uh, then, then we, we turn to him and we thank him and we, we praise him and we draw close to him and we know him better. And it, if anything, it just strengthens our faith. And we can say he's my strength and my shield like the psalmist. And we can say my heart trusts in him and I'm helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song, will, will I praise him? Why? Because you, you know him, you believe him, you've seen what he can do in your life, and you can't help but be grateful to our God. As we consider this, this true story in the Bible, we see ten people helped, but only one who gave thanks. So often the Lord helps many, but is thanked and praised by few. Let us be more like the minority that is truly grateful to our God and Savior. Let that thankful heart show itself in praise, in closeness, in trust. Maybe even, maybe even this month as we look toward the Thanksgiving holiday, we, we remember what God has done for us. We lift up our praise to him and we sing with sincerity to him and give him thanks. May we draw closer to him. Normally in Christmas we think about Christ's birth and we're thinking about Jesus to draw close to him and we should. But why not Thanksgiving? Let that gratitude pull us closer, draw us closer, spend more time in prayer, spend more time in the word, spend more time on those things God loves, and follow after him. And may it strengthen your faith to say, hey, if he saved me, and if he helps me day by day, and if I've seen him answer this prayer, and I've seen him do this, man, I can trust that he's going to come through here. I can trust that he's faithful in all that he says in his word. I can trust that he will help. And let it strengthen our faith and draw us closer to him in faith. Because he's worthy and he's God. And he's helped you maybe even more than you might even realize. Sometimes I can look back in my, my life and, and I didn't recognize it then of when he was moving and working. But further down the road I can look back and see, oh, this is how he's working. You know, you may not recognize it till later. But the, the, the moment you recognize it, give him praise and thanks. Ephesians 5.20 tells us, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 